Welcome to another episode of the Hope Mindfulness and Practice Show. My name is Paul Garrigan and I look after the mindfulness program here at Hope. And my name is Jamie Oates and I'm the founder here at Hope. Hi Jamie, so today what we thought we would talk about is this homecoming, trying to find a home after rehab. So wh- why is that such of a challenge? So it's a, it's a challenge to begin with because obviously there's a, there's a lot of treatment to that's happening. So when people, when clients leave here, it's not like they graduate? No, absolutely not. Um, again, it's just the foundation that's being planted in our program and that can't be shook, that's being put into place. And what would you say are the, are the biggest differences between being here and going home initially? In the beginning, it's very much um, taught and rehab centres can become your, uh, your world. change our lives from what they were before because a lot of changes now as well which can be very daunting um, it's very much an unknown territory to most people coming out of rehab and, and in your experience would you say that clients who are in rehab kind of um, generally kind of they, that, they, that they understand what a challenge it can be or do you think they underestimate it or overestimate it because I know some people can be very worried some people can just be very kind of blase about the whole thing mm. I mean, in my experience, it was certainly overlooked. I, I didn't really think about it too much of, of how difficult it was going to be. I always knew it was going to happen, but I never really thought that it was going to happen as well. Because um, you went through the rehab th- thing yourself, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. So I did six months um, in, in rehab. And I never really thought too much about going home until I actually, the day came when I was going home. And it was a huge shock. Um, and, and it kind of dawned on me. So, and what was the most challenging thing, would you say, when you left rehab? The most challenging thing was um, having so much time and also realising that everything was new. Mm. Nothing was like there was before. Um, And also the damage that was left behind very much caught up. And it felt really restrictive. I was doing really well. Challenges in areas such as 
telling me that I have to go and do it and that I'm putting in the dollars and the time but if I use it in the series but didn't have the thought and then kick it around and think in the future would give me food for thought that's where it might help improve and just carry on yeah. well, one of the things that, uh, that reminds me of I remember when I was leading rehab especially the, the, you know, the early days that I would have these expectations about what was going to happen and the way people would react to it and I kind of this idea that I'd be this kind of conjuring hero and it could be kind of almost devastating when that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah certainly and also I think we kind of look and we put expectations on yourself through other people's eyes that you have to be this amazing creative person and almost like going through a car wash and you sometimes try to find it and, and it isn't the case but the hard work is to be nimble and I mean, just because, you know, we can put some effort into changing ourselves, it doesn't necessarily, mm. you know, mean that other people kind of have to, you know, you know um, they have to get used to that. Yeah, certainly. It's, it's, it's a funny one, and, and we work a lot with it at Hope, really. We, as we change throughout rehab, we forget that other people on the outside don't necessarily change. Mm. And although in the eyes that, that we as believers, we probably should, you know, and, and, and it's not for them to And in your situation, and it, it kind of sounds that you were going back to kind of bad situation in, in a way. Mm. Yeah, so when I le left rehab, I, I knew the reason I left at the time I did um, was to go back to a process. So I knew that that was coming. So I was prepared for that uh, eventuality. But the other things that changed kind of came as a surprise, although I knew they were there. So it was good for that I took the time and effort to explore it with my counsellor. that you sort of did kind of survive it mm. I mean you must have um, was that down to the tools that you picked up in rehab absolutely yeah it was, it was going to the tools and the suggestions and, and going against my head and, and believing what my head was telling me that wasn't really true and, and it was it was really simple really to look back on because it was the daily routine that rehab had taught me so much and what I see is the valuable the foundations were that rehab spilled into me really and it was very simple to be able to take that routine and, and see why I should do it and just being able to set up the prayer and meditation uh, going to regular meetings sleeping in the tent and kicking around people in recovery staying away from say, you know, the transition period actually lasts? 
There's a lot of it that's going to take you to settle back into kind of, you know, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I suppose it could be different for a lot of the different people depending on what they're transitioning in. And, and for me, there was about a, a four-month transition period just in, I went back to Stockport in Manchester um, but realised that it wasn't quite the community that I needed. Mm. Uh, and, I, and I then transitioned and moved to a community that I felt was going to be better for my resilience. Uh, and once I found that community, actually, the transition was much quicker. Right. Would, would, a, would a sober help have helped you? Certainly, yeah. It, it, it definitely did. Obviously, we sat again at 14 and it was still in water in the beginning. And I, I think that's when the last person you want to see is alone. Because a sober help is kind of like a, it's like a nibble, it's like you, you continue to get some support, don't you? Even though you're, you're, um, you know, basically going back into the community. Is that something that we would recommend to clients here? Yeah, definitely. So you, you, you mentioned this group, uh, what's it called, Landmates? Mm -hmm. So what kind of stuff do, is covered in the, 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 this group with your clients called Landmates? What, what kind of uh, topics are covered in that? So what we tend to cover in there is we look at, well, we, we make people aware that it is going to happen, they are going to go home. It, it, it's hard when you're dealing with somebody like me who's gone direct and, and, and focusing the treatment and, and forget what either is left behind or what we're going back to. So we get them to focus on what they are going back to, what are the struggles and what are the challenges going to be. Uh, and, and we, what we do is we have people in there that have had this experience in the past and it's given them a boost. And one person will share their experience of going home, uh, which will help the people to, uh, the other clients to focus on what they need to. Uh, and it might give them a push and a, and a identifying that they've just overlooked. Have surprised me from from being you know working in rehab and being in them is that some people can seem to do really well in rehab, but then they go home and it, it all seems to kind of fall apart. And it, from your experience, why do you think that happens? Um, I mean, from my experience and what I've seen in others, um, certainly in my period in my rehab as well, but also in other clients and treatment centres, is that I think it it just comes down to self honesty really. It's very easy to do well in rehab and perform and, and tick the boxes, but if I'm not being honest with myself, then I'm, I'm, I'm unable to be honest with others. And very much what the downfall is, is that nobody actually really knows where you're at. Um, and that is sort of unworkable in, in a sense. Uh, we, we call it mental illness, it's that we can't be honest and, and tell people where we're at. Otherwise, we, we set ourselves up for failure. And would you feel sort of concerned for a, a client who are very, um, who didn't seem to be taking the, the, sort of the challenge of going home seriously enough? Yeah, definitely. We see that happen a lot. You get people that are very excited and very happy and, and giddy about going home. And I think the reality is, is what we have left behind. It isn't necessarily something to be happy and excited about. A lot of these nights go back to their loved ones. Uh, so very often that's a lot of damage done. Taking it seriously, it is exciting, but it's also very uh, nerve-wracking for them. Yeah. 
suppose it could be a bit of a pun there, or couldn't it? That's what we have in the, in the back of the, in the, in the sort of day-to-day reality. Yeah, definitely, because you just give yourself up, really, for however long you're here. And then that's the only sort of sticking point to go, go back and do with that. But when you get back and you're not in rehab till you're back there and everything's just the way it is, there's definitely challenges with uh, old family members getting a bit bigger and then not responding to it with maybe how we would like them to. Yeah. Well, would you say it's kind of um, even more difficult for clients coming from, say, rehab in a something you'd be bringing up with clients that transition and you'd be sort of dealing with that with, you know that almost sort of post-holiday view yeah definitely definitely and, and, and hopefully we would question that whilst we're here the fact that, that they're not on holiday and they're in rehab so we can keep them in check and reality whilst they're here but it's very hard to do so when you need to get them and do peaceful and be calm and, and rest off and on and everything else so there's only so much we can say but So what are, um, I know this is kind of a tricky one, what, what are examples of things that, I mean obviously the one example seems to go wrong is the, pe- the, the client who just relapsed, mm-hmm. but what other things can go wrong when you go home from rehab if they're not really prepared? I mean, th- yeah, there's many things going wrong, like, like we've covered, and, and that's kind of what we carry on to talk about, obviously we do these things that go miss, um, but lots of things that can go wrong is that you're almost in too much 
structured kind of you know time of it uh, so what it just kind of how boring thing I'd imagine would be each challenge So what, one of the, like you mentioned that in your own case, you were going back to, you know, the this whole kind of, um, had this context and stuff. I mean, obviously that was kind of close to that, but going back to something really kind of big and really difficult. And I'd imagine, you know, that in that situation, if you put a lot of work I- into getting yourself back on track, it can almost sort of feel unfair mm-hmm. to have to go and face that. And what, what, would you, what would you say to someone in that position? Um, well... For me, it is it, what, what I work on is, is the consequences of, of, of our leaving Afghanistan and trying to get this created before we got in, into treatment. And, and really, at that point, where, especially where I was at, is I, I could see that it was fair, but it didn't make it feel any better at the time. Yeah. Um, but, but what I knew is that, that it's not been straightened out by anything that's very quick. It's a, it's a, a 
I suppose, I mean, it, it, can, it can be hard to sort of see that positive when you're, when you're sort of on the back end of it. Mm, definitely, yeah, which was, uh, for me, what, what I wanted to add is that it was really hard to have no country at that time. But to then kind of pick up the phone, I was in a bad place. And I, and I think this went on for two months. I used to pick up the phone regularly on daily basis. And why did I get through? You know, it's like it didn't get any better than the life that I had before. And you just used to remind me that why I was doing it. So just to kind of finish up, I mean, do you have any kind of common parting words to, to give to clients that are kind of leaving here in regards to this transition hall? If you could sort of kind of sum it up into a little uh, nugget. Yeah, I, mean, I think, yeah, I mean, what the one thing I always say to my clients when they leave is, is that the, that we've already been so much to go and it's just literally do what you need to do. Mm. Because at the point that they leave, uh, and especially when they're ready for this, is that We've worked a hell of a lot on, on what you need to do and how to do it and the ins and outs of what takes place. So it's very much just handing the reins over to them, which I, I, I often say to them now as well, trying to sort of stand up to the game. Brilliant. Well, that's been really good, James. Thanks a million. We're actually one of these again. Um, thank you.